more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. And welcome back to another hour of the program. Not a bad day to be out there. A little bit of breeze around, just enough to get the, uh, well, you probably wouldn't... uh, You'd get the sails. Oh, sorry, we're talking boating, aren't we? I'll give you yeah. the forecast. South to southwesterly, 10 to 15 knots. Uh, turning south to southeasterly, 15 to 20 knots in the afternoon. Seas below 0.5 of a metre. That's for the Sydney enclosed waters. And if you're thinking of uh, heading offshore today between Broken Bay and Port Hacking, it's come up not too bad. Southerly, 15 to 25 knots. So it's going to decrease to 10 to 15, which would be far more pleasant in the late afternoon. Afternoon. Seas will be one to two metres, decreasing to one metre during the afternoon. Swell will be out of the south, two to 2.5. Blakey, so it's getting up there. It's still bumpy. Still bumpy. Still bumpy. You're going to feel it. Yes, you will. I bet you would know where they're not feeling it. <laughs> Tenterfield. You think? You th- I reckon it'd be pretty cool up there this morning. Good morning, Steve. Bowler, how are you? I'm really well. I'm actually in Armadale. I've been in Armadale all week. Oh, it'd be colder. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> it hasn't been too bad, though. But, uh, yeah, Rasheen and I have been staying down here. Uh, she's been having rehearsals for the gang show that, uh, you know, she started last night and she's got two more performances today. Uh, the gang show for scouts here. The the Armadale scout groups put on one, and because she's a lone scout, she got to, to tag in. And, and um, you know, she's... Well, hang on. When you say she's a lone scout... What's a lone so, scout? Lone scout is uh, correspondence. Oh, scout, okay. There's not a, enough kids for a troop in Tenerfield. She right. sort of does it via correspondence, so sort of online meetings and things like that. And it's good because she gets to jump into any of the uh, camps that the troops are putting on within the uh, sort of northwest region. So, right. Yeah, it's uh, really handy. So she's been out to camps at Narrabri and uh, with Armadale and with. Uh, you know, all sorts of troops. So she's, she's been having a, a wonderful time over the last uh, what, four or five years. And what, so, is, what does Dad do while she's at the camp? Usually I tag along. Okay. Because so, um, I'm sort of a, a volunteer and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy um, hanging out with the, the, the scout group and, you know, I get to do a, you know, teach a little bit of bushcraft and things like that. And it's, it's all care, no responsibility. So I'm, I'm just an assistant <laughs> leader, so it's, it's good. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a very fun week for us down here. We didn't uh, actually get a chance to get out and have a fish, but, uh, you know, unfortunately yesterday, which was uh, bass opening day, and, um, you know, I I've, I've sort of haven't heard too many reports of how, people went but it was a cracker day yesterday so i'm assuming that you know people if they got out for a fish would have done all right okay. yeah, i think uh, the the weather was was really really nice up here yesterday so um hopefully fingers crossed they did uh, maybe uh people will get out for a fish for father's day tomorrow which is um yeah really a nice day for dad so it'd be good if you could uh you know why not take that out instead of giving him breakfast in bed with, you know, soggy wheat bix or some pieces of burnt toast? Maybe sort of organise to take him out for a picnic down the river and, and do a cheeky little bass fish or something like that. But, uh, you know, not too too late to organise it. You know, you've got all, all day to, to uh, put your ducks in the row. So, 
if you're, you're listening, kids and, and uh, mum, you know, it's not a bad idea. Why not take that out for a picnic tomorrow? It's, uh, you know, he deserves it. He's had a hard, hard uh, you know, year, so. Either that or a counter lunch. A counter lunch or, <laughs> you know, look, if you if you really want to make it up to him, take him out to, to Mulgrave to Blake's Marine, buy him a boat. There you go. I mean, that's a good buy idea. Him. I reckon that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I crush it for Father's Day, you know, and make up for, for years of socks and jocks. There you go. You know, do, do it big. The one year, 2023, do it big. Why not? Well, actually, I delivered a uh, new chaparral down to Yowie Bay yesterday, and mm. um, the husband did the handout the day before, but he didn't have the brakes set up on his vehicle, so I took it down to his house for him. And I was talking oh. to the wife. The kids didn't know they were getting a boat, so they're going to come home from school and use his brand-new boat to give it a ride. Isn't that good? Oh, magic. <laughs> magic. And, yeah, hopefully they got out... Uh, as long as the wife morning. knew, right? <laughs> no, the wife, the wife, wife was on board with it. There's no problems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a purchase like that, yeah, you kind of need the, the missus on board. That's a, you know, it's, it's not a, a small purchase. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, generally uh, a boat is going to be, uh, I think I read uh, from the, the BIA years ago that the boat was going to be your, your probably your second largest purchase. Second or third largest purchase you'll make, yeah. that's right, behind yeah. behind the house and the car. Well, you see, if you don't, go, if you don't check it out with the, the boss... Early on, they go. They change portfolios. Mm. They go from the minister for finance to the minister for war. Yes, leader of the opposition. <laughs> yeah, leader of the opposition. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, of uh, politics, I don't know if we, we've heard from um, the DPI minister Moriarty yet, but um, you know we, we've sort of given her a bit of a, a bashing over the last uh, you know month or so that she hasn't come on the show, and uh, I don't know if she's, she's lined up for this weekend. There, there were, were plans for her and Kieran to catch up and um, and work something out smoke, about coming smoke on. Smoke the but, peace pipe. Yeah, smoke <laughs> the peace pipe over a, uh, over a lunch, but unfortunately Kieran um, fell ill, so we just have to wait until he's back on deck oh, for, well, there you go. for well, that one. So it is in the process. Well, as long as she knows she's got to pay, Hang on, politicians don't pay, we pay for it because it comes out of their budget, so we pay for it. <laughs> Ross O'Brien loves telling me he's the only person to ever stiff uh, Kieran Reiki for a bill, which I love. <laughs> the guy's a legend. How he got away with that is beyond me. He explained it to me three or four times, but I still sit there and go, you walk on water. <laughs> oh, mate, 100%. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, Kieran open his wallet once and uh, the portrait of the Queen on the back of the $5 note was blinking in the light. <laughs> she, she was horrified. <laughs> she had agoraphobia. Well, but soon yeah. you're going to have a $5 coin. Are we? Yes. yes. Oh, with with, with out now. Majesty's uh, portrait. Oh, I don't know what's going to be. It's going to be all sorts of things. But yeah, the $5 coin. There you go. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yep. there you go. All right. Well, with uh, starting to hoard those five dollar notes, well, I've, st- uh, I've still got one and two dollar notes at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're a cool thing. And you, Give you the grandkids, um, yeah. you know, various uh, you know antique shows and gun shows and things like that. People sell the you know dollar notes and two dollar coins, uh, two dollar notes and things like that. Old hundred dollar notes and old, old uh, pound notes and things like that. 
quite a bit of money in it. So, um, you know, Kieran could do well, you know, if, if he'd ever let go of his pound notes, <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd do all right. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just that, that, that big step of letting go of them, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard step for him, God bless him. Oh, no, look, he gets rid of them. He tried to pay me in quarters last time. <laughs> You're lucky he got paid. <laughs> Very hey, good. look, we've been good at it. Because he's been crook, we've been good for him for a couple of weeks, so now it's all catch-up, right? He'll be listening, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah. We're we only yeah. saying it because I know he's Morning, listening. Morning, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Well, anyway, happy Father's Day, Kieran, for, for uh, tomorrow and uh, all the other fathers out there. Obviously, uh, yourself, Mr. Bake, with, with your tribe and, and things like that. And all the listeners, it's, it's you know very exciting. It is you know Dad's Day for, for the year and I say for... All you get is jocks and socks. Well, be grateful, but um, yeah, you know, you've still got yeah. The best job in the world is when you become a father. There's no two ways about it. So um, I'm I'm really quite looking forward to, to Father's Day tomorrow. And I'm yeah, you know, I was really proud of how Rasheen went in her uh, oh, well show last night. She sort of did a few dances and skits and things like that, and she was pretty nervous about it because she's. She's not a, a real confident child, but um, no, she did really well. So and she's got another two performances today. So. But, but the scouting is a very good uh, thing for children. I remember I was, I was in Second Abbotsford Sea Scouts uh, when I was younger. And it um, gives you good standing and uh, teaches you a lot of the right things. Mm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. A bit of civic responsibility, all yes. that sort of good stuff. So, and great yeah. fun. That's right. Yeah, great fun. I mean, you're sitting at home all the time. It's it's it's, it's great to go out. We used to go uh, with our scout troop down to Waterfall to the yeah. uh, camp down there. It pouring rain. We didn't care. We at the time of our lives come home with pneumonia. We sick for about four weeks. Couldn't go to school. It was awesome. Well, sea scouts are good because we play with boats all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, as soon as you said that, I thought to myself, "Go figure." Yeah. <laughs> Was either that or the the, the air scouts? No, no, sea scouts. Sea scouts in Aberdeen. Yeah, now our, our uh, scout leader used to take us out to uh, you know places like Weenie Creek and the Colo River, and yes, places yeah. like that, and just basically let us go feral. It was kind of Lords of the Flies on our scout yep. camps. Yeah, yep. it, was, it was sort of yeah. You know, here's some fishing rods and uh, and so forth, and yeah, you know, a couple of tins of spaghetti if you don't do any good. Yeah, I'll see you on Sunday night. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we absolutely thrived. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, Bobber Job Week and car washes and lamington sales, all that sort of good stuff. It was, yeah, yeah. Those are great memories from being a scout. So. Will you enjoy your Father's Day, Stevie? And thank well, you so no. much for your time. No worries, guys. Talk to you very soon. Okay, Thursday. Stevie Bowler there on High Tide. We've got uh, a, a name I haven't seen on the High Tide program for a while. He's probably been around. I just I haven't been around. But uh, Peter Sayer uh, is uh, about to join us. Yeah. Um, he's, what, 100 mile out off P&G? Papua New Guinea, that's where he passed Willis Island. Morning, nice. Pete. Yeah, good morning. How are you? I'm very good. I'm glad to see the communications are working. I'd prefer to be on the boat with you at the moment, I think, than here with Grant. <laughs> Oh, there you go. The Starlink thing, is, it's a good thing. It's um, the best communications we've ever had at sea. Yeah, it is. I, I, yeah, I saw, yeah. saw the stuff last night, and um, it's a good safety aspect as well. It is. The only probably drawback of that part of it with the system I have is 240 volt. So if I had an engine room fire, I'd very quickly have to change over to our auxiliary um, inverter system. But, yeah. 
captured I, everything. I think you can get a 12-volt system for it as well. Yes, you can, yes, um, uh, in a coastal version or something like that. Okay. So yeah. we've got no backup HF radios. We've got SACCOM C as well yeah. and other, other bits and pieces all over the place. Okay. Now, for people, just so, for people in the picture, I'm around about... Uh, Oh, about 400 miles offshore from Australia, about, uh, about 150 miles or some of that from Papua New Guinea, and our destination is the Solomon Islands, which is 577 miles away. If you hear dead silence, that's just <laughs> jealousy coming from the studio at the moment. Oh, my goodness, how beautiful. What, what are the weather conditions like up there? Not that we're encouraging people to take their tinny up there today. Yes, we are. We've got a tinny behind us as well. <laughs> but, um, no, um, so we've had a, a dream run up until about oh, probably 10 o'clock last night. Um, so we had about oh, five, ten knots nearly all the way so far. Right now, I've got 20 right on the beam, which is a little bit annoying. So I've, I've brought out our um, uh, our track down a little bit. I've gone a little bit further south by about 10 degrees, and we'll sit this out for about the next 48 hours, and then we'll make a, uh, a fairly fairly steep turn to port and surf some waves when the wind picks up a bit more. Surf that up into uh, the Solomon Islands, where we'll check in at Noro. Okay, and what are you averaging about seven knots? Um, been averaging about eight. Actually, I'm okay. sitting about sitting about seven point about about seven point six one. <laughs> <laughs> about. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just I'm just laughing. Once time and time, when we're doing this sort of stuff, if it's sexting, I'd be happy to be in two or three knots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I notice you've put some extra gear on the boat, where you've got cameras in the engine room all the time. Yeah, yeah. I've always had cameras in the engine room. Most of the time, I've got cameras in the engine room. I've got cameras. Um, in, the, in the wheelhouse, of course, as if um, we have an incident, we can show that we're doing the right thing, hopefully. Right. Um, got an alarm going off here. Let's turn that off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we, um, we've also got cameras in the aft saloon and uh, the aft deck so we can tell what the tender's doing at the back when we're towing it. Yes, because uh, for people who don't know, you tow little Johnny everywhere you go. That's it, yeah. So we've got a tender at the back. It's a self-draining hull, four-mill plate boat. Um, and we tow that uh, on two tow lines. We have a silver rope because it floats. And that's, I was asked this the other day by a person who appears in your show occasionally how we tow. So um, we've got a 25mm silver rope, which goes to a couple of, uh, like a bridle, and that's got a couple of shock absorber things on it, little spongy rubber things. Um, and then when we're doing a long tow like this, I put it out another 20 metres on the back of a nylon line, which is heavier, and actually sinks. So the idea is uh, the tow line never actually pulls, uh, or pulls taut, but doesn't doesn't get to the stage that it can uh, snap things out of the bow and stuff like that. Right. Okay. It's like a big shock absorber all the way along. Yeah. yeah. yeah so interesting. It, it, it's got its own AIS system and a yes. light that's on twenty four seven and that sort of stuff. So we we know what it's doing back there. And for those who don't know, the AIS is in case it breaks away, it can go and chase it down. <laughs> it can track it down. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I should have said that. AIS stands for Automatic Identification System. And we passed a ship a little while ago, actually probably about half an hour ago. It's on its way to New Zealand. And um, by looking up its automatic identification system, I can tell uh, where it's going, how fast it's going, and the most important thing is the uh, uh, closest point of approach. Yes, yeah, it is quite good. um, Yeah, it's it's a great bit of kit. How many got on board? Uh, There's uh, three of us, actually. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got uh, Michelle, myself, and uh, Serena, a, a girl who worked for me for a while, and she wanted to do a trip, so, yeah. Well, do you, how are you working your uh, watches out? Uh, we do three-hour watches. Yeah. So three hours on, six hours off, and uh, during during the day, kind of, uh, she was intent on doing a little bit longer or a little bit shorter, so you, you get a few more naps in then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty comfortable. Beautiful. That sounds good. Right, this is good. Now we've got communications. We can talk to you all the time. Yeah, it's a bit easier. The, the, the sat phone system was always a bit hit and miss, and I'd ring up, and you know, the expense was enormous on the sat yes. phone. Um, not that this plan's cheap, but... Uh, oh, but yeah, but, it, well. but you've got a lot more yeah. data with this as well, and it's instantaneous. There's no lag in this. Yeah, it's, it's incredible no quality. It sounds yeah. like you're sitting, you know, literally across the road. It's quite amazing when you think this is going from my normal mobile phone into the Wi-Fi system of the ship. That Wi-Fi system is talking to a satellite somewhere in space and it goes to another satellite, to another satellite and downloads somewhere, which I don't know. And Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We can hear you absolutely perfectly. We just have trouble getting people from Beacon Hill. Yeah. <laughs> so how long are you going to be in the Solomons for, Pete? Um, we're planning for three months there. Um, so we get a uh, 30-day visa when we first arrive, and then we'll probably have to get an extension, or hopefully they'll give us a three-month extension when we get there. Um, they, they, they wanted to know exactly uh, which island we're going to and which village, and then we'll go ashore there, which is um, something we can't do, really. That's probably more designed to big ship stuff, yeah. uh, where they're stopping cargoes. But um, we, we plan to visit the villages um, and do a bit of trading there. We've got to heap the kids' clothes and stuff like that, babies' bottles. Tennis balls, soccer balls. Soccer seems to be the go these days. Um, yeah, so we will trade. Normally, you know, a soccer ball gets you a, um, a couple of mug crab or something like that. And, uh, some cakes of soap will get you some crayfish. Um, yeah. That sounds like very good trading to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sliding scale. Yeah. Interesting enough, the other thing they always, after these sorts of islands, and I'm speaking more of Papua New Guinea now, and I'm thinking the Solomons are going to be the same, is kids' school books, just writing books and yeah. things. Because yeah. um, if they have to have a, a school book to go to school and have to have clothes, yeah. um, that's a couple of the prerequisites. Um, so, yeah, we don't go over there as missionaries or something like that, but we do like a, to give something to the place that we're going to. Yeah, and do the right thing. Yeah, yeah not, not just take. And obviously, if I happen to spear a fish or two, they'll wind up with a fish or two. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And you get a little bit of diving while you're there? Absolutely. Um, there's a few places I want to go to. You've got the movie cameras um, tuned up a bit, I think. Um, and I'm probably going to shoot as much movie as I do stills this time. Um, there's one particular shipwreck that I want to dive in. It's a vertical shipwreck. So Vertical shipwreck? A, yeah, it was it, it was a Japanese longliner, uh, seventy metres in length. It it ran aground, and it was on the maiden voyage. They decided they'd go and salvage it and tow it off the reef. And as they did, it just sunk, and hit the ledge below. So the back of it just sits on a ledge, and the bow of it is two metres underwater. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, totally, totally vertical. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just thinking, 
It was his maiden voyage. How would you like to be that skipper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you put on your resume? Ex-skipper. <laughs> yeah. um, here's the keys. I've got to give you the keys back. <laughs> There's some good news and some bad news. We salvage the keys. <laughs> the bad news is the rest of it's gone. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Uh, imagine. I, I, you just have to hang your head in shame as a skipper. However, um, given back when the hit, which I think was in the 80s, um, GPS was not around. Yeah. Um, the sat-nav might give you, you know, two or three fixes a day or something like that, maybe a little bit more. Um, but in the later days, sat-nav was falling apart and GPS was just coming in. And the charts there, in fact, I've done a overlay of Google Earth over one of the older charts that I had on board here, um, so one of the older uh, electronic charts, and it's out by about half a mile. <laughs> so, so if you were using one of the older, older style, uh, um, what they call CM ninety three charts, half a mile of error, uh, you're not going to move anywhere during the night. That's for sure. No, <laughs> but but shows yeah. how reliant we have become on GPS yeah. and electronics. It does, and and now also with this uh, Starlink system, I can bring up uh, Google Earth straight away and look at my position yeah. as I'm going up some of these narrow roof areas, and there it is, is yeah. Google Earth. And so long as the, the um, so long as the roof or the island hasn't grown overnight, you'll be okay. <laughs> Peter, do you still <laughs> grab the sextant from time to time just to keep yourself in in the zone? Strange to say that I have done it this time around. I, I, I took it off the boat about a year ago or so yeah. and um, I have put the sextant back on the boat and um, I've got some Norrie tables or Norris tables I should say um, which I've downloaded from the internet and uh, yeah I, I will be doing that actually. Yeah, okay. um, yeah could get could my hand in. You never know what's going on around the world when they decide to shoot satellites out of the sky. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the point, yeah. isn't it? While we can, while we've got you know fantastic GPS systems, you know, like, and it's so easy to have multiple copies. You can have one on your iPad, one on your mobile phone. Yeah. Uh, you know, your, your standard, you know, whatever you're using, your Lawrence B B and G, whatever. Um, but if they fail, you're still going to be able to work out how to get home. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And if 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 the um, if you had to set off an ether, there's a good chance it's not going to work either. That's right. Yeah. Now, if if you got to a serious war, I don't know what other satellites are linked to you know, ethers and things, but you never know. Mm, yeah. Having said that, I, I reckon if I was to swing the sextant around for the day, I'd probably get my fix within ten miles or so, and um, I'd be working on getting that down to about two miles or something like that. Impressive. Yeah. Which is which is yeah. still impressive with old school technology yeah. type of thing. Well, when you think the uh, charts that Matthew Flinders drew and even Cook for that matter, they're still using it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not much difference. They're incredibly <laughs> accurate. If I was half as good as a um, navigator as they, I would be very very happy with myself. Ah, uh, yes, I would be yeah. too. But, uh... I often relate the story of that that Charles Lindbergh who flew the Spirit of St. Louis for the first transatlantic crossing from America to Europe. And he was using a ship's compass with a ship's steering wheel with a piece of rope was his his autopilot to put it on there on a wicker chair. And when he crossed (laughs) the coast into Europe, he was two miles off where he wanted to be, flying from America in in all sorts of weather. Just amazing. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, so he, he had to fly the plane and get a sextant out at the same time and work out where the hell he was. And, and to fly that. the plane, he had that much fuel and things. Yeah. Aboard. He couldn't see outside. He had to make up a periscope. Periscope. So he could actually top. see yep. what was going on over the top. And he'd been awake for 39 hours by that stage. Could see out the sides <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And, and, and when you think about this stuff, they didn't even have a scientific calculator. They didn't have a calculator at all. So all of the mathematics had to be done by long algorithms. That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. I had to do my head in to start it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. If, if, if that was the case, I'd definitely be an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pete, we're ready to go. Look, thank you very much for the call. We'll try and catch up with you uh, when you're on watch again. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. If you want to follow us, maybe look at Coral Sea Explorers and put a little bit of stuff up there and yeah. uh, a little bit in my um, Facebook site if you want to have a look. Okay, I will track that down and I'll put a link up on our, uh, our Facebook page because I want to follow this. This will be a fun adventure. Good good luck and safe uh, travels. Okay, bye. Thanks for the call, Pete. Bye. 29 yeah. after 5. There you go. That get, whets your appetite, doesn't oh, it? Oh, that was so good. Like another legend of uh, of the sea. Yeah, he did invite us to go on that and take the two boats, but oh. I just couldn't afford the time to get away. But, oh, great trip. What a trip. What a trip. Back with more in a moment. Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish Kids than ever before who need your support. Wish Kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au. Hi, Mark Taylor here. This year I'm celebrating 25 years with Fujitsu. Get a digital prepaid MasterCard worth up to $450 with any eligible Fujitsu air conditioner. Plus, go in a draw to win a share of $250,000. Come home to Fujitsu Comfort. It's Australia's favourite air. Purchase eligible model by 31st July 23. Claim by 29 September 23. Retain receipts. Permits New South Wales TP02527. ACT TP230451. SAT23327. T's and C's and exclusions apply. See website. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. Hot, hot party you've ever seen Ring comes on steady, hot and strong It just keeps on and on Want the assurance of an Aussie family-sized electric water heater with a 12-year cylinder warranty? Install a ring Install a ring Then accept nothing less than Australia's best You wouldn't operate a chainsaw blindfolded You wouldn't ride your dirt bike blindfolded And you wouldn't walk on your roof, blindfolded. Yet too many people dig without searching before you dig online first. Because if you don't search first, you're digging blind. Avoid high-pressure gas mains and high-voltage electricity cables every time. Search before you dig online every time. And never dig blind. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home. Australia's most experienced and trusted kit 
home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. Pal guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to pal, that's kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing. Welcome back to River. High Tide. Let's find out what's happening following that broken white lines all the way up the coast. Morning, PJ. <laughs> Morning, Alan. <laughs> not bad, sir. Not bad. How have the white lines been? Yeah, still there, unfortunately. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that was a movie, eh? What on favour, Jan Michael if I remember. I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. And that, back in the days of that and Convoy. Yes. CJ McCall. Yeah. Yeah. CW McCall. Oh, CW McCall. Yeah, you're right. CW McCall. Dark of the moon on the sixth of June and the Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a sleeper on and a Jimmy pulling logs. <laughs> <laughs> you are not along with the cook, along with the cookbook and the uh, and the, uh, the, the the fishing tips, we're going to get to Pete's karaoke very shortly. <laughs> Can you yeah, see but... I've been everywhere, man? Oh, lucky star! Yeah, John Laws did it as well. Uh, yeah, well, John Laws, yeah, he had twenty-four great truck driving songs. you <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean. I'd settle for 24 great fishing locations. There you go. I would settle for yeah. one. Yeah, well, the fishing's been pretty good, actually. Um, let, let's start with offshore. There's been um, plenty of fish to be had offshore. There's been some quality snapper taken. Um, there's been a smattering of fish over six kilos, but there's been plenty of snapper taken. And, and it, this is reports of that from... Foster right through to um, Bonnie Hills. The fishing's been really, really, really good. Um, uh, the, the, the snapper are on, and it's funny how the blokes say, oh, well, you know, the season's just about over, and I'm going, what, snapper have a season up here? Like, it's year-round up here, as far as I can see, but we've been, um, each time going out, we're getting a box of fish, you know, and um, it's funny when the current backs off, we we lose track of the big ones. When there's a drain of current, the bigger ones tend to be around again. So that's all. Uh, it's all part of that story that um, they say no run, no fun. Um, but you know, like um, uh, Paul Chambers and myself had three days on 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 fish, uh, and they range from you know just legal platies three to five and a half kilos. So, you know, they're, they're, they've been good fish and uh, there's been no shortage of, of getting a feed. The, uh, the the main method of catching them has been drifting uh, with uh, Paternoster rigs. Uh, when, when, when there's no current, it's very hard to find fish on the sounder. So what we do is we drift over the edges till we find a few fish and then if it's worth a while, then we'll anchor up and burly up heavily, and that tends to turn them on, and then we can go back to fishing our floating baits. 
Um, so, yeah, no, we've had several spots ranging from just off Crowdy up to um, Diamond Head wide. Um, been turning up the fish. Down off Foster, um, it's it's been pretty much the same, although there's been quite a few kings down there. I know um, Brad Boughton and Scott Gill got kings up to six and a half kilos. Uh, taking jigs, although they did get a couple on live baits. For some reason, though, they seemed to prefer the jigs. Maybe they had to chase them a bit harder, but that made them bite um, pretty well, and they had a good session. Um, I know Ben Pake's got a few kings out there out of Lauriton and Bonnie Hills, so he's been doing all right there, but I think he's fishing pretty deep. I, I recall him say something about 85 metres, so that's a fair old way to bring some kings up. Um, but yeah, he's been doing all right. The snapper and the trapping has been going uh, okay for him. He's uh, had another good week there. Um, but what's been happening is uh, quite a few of the uh, commercial guys out of, of Crowdy. I, I know um, Darren Casser and um, uh, Dane. Oh, it'll come to me his last name. Oh, yeah. Anyway. They've been getting a Benito up around uh, Mermaid Reef, and we've had no problem getting Benito around Curfee. So uh, it doesn't matter if you want to throw metal slugs at them or just troll the squid and Christmas tree lures. We've been getting our Benito. It's not a problem to get fresh bait. So uh, they've been averaging, you know, 130, 140 kilos a day when they're going out doing that for a couple of hours in the morning. Yeah. Rock and Beach, well, what can I say there? From the southern side of Crowdy Head, uh, the schools of Taylor have been moving along. And um, earlier on in the week, the, the bigger schools of bigger fish uh, have moved up up the beach towards Diamond Head, Kylie, uh, Kylie's Beach in the Fingers. Um, Ian Pereira from Harrington reports that some of the fish have been three and a half kilo. Now, they are stud fish at that size and they're fish that go really hard but there's still plenty around on the southern side of Crowdy uh, that are in two kilo marks so they'll um, more or less migrate further north uh, the next couple of days so they'll probably be up Diamond Head by Tuesday or Wednesday as well um, but yeah there's been a few salmon turn up on the beach uh, guys are still getting a few dew although our favourite gutters um, tend to sand it up there there's not as much as a of a gutter there where we normally fish for our dew here at Old Bar, but um, up around the mouth of the, the southern entrance of the Manning at the uh, second corner has been fishing quite well. Mark Taylor got another dew during the week. Um, Bevan Cross, I, I took Bevan uh, fishing for his uh, beach fishing for dew a couple of months ago. He's uh, now addicted to it, and he landed another nice fish, about six and a half kilos during the week, um, up on Abbey's Creek, which is between Crowdy Head and Diamond Beach. He's been fishing up there, and uh, Benito fillets and mullet fillets are being the better baits up there. If you can get um, some of the uh, um, uh, Benito and fillet them, it pays to salt them down for a couple of days, just to make them toughen up a bit. That way the flesh doesn't come off the skin as easy in the surf as it, it, it does. If you sold it down, it toughens it up and it still gives a nice scent in the water. So that's been going pretty good. The drummer has been a bit quiet. Um, 
probably because I haven't spoken to many people who fishing for him. But uh, the guys that normally fish for them haven't been um, haven't been saying they're getting any. Um, in the river, um, surprisingly, a, a large amount of small trevally. Now, they're just legal, you know, like they're 35-centimetre trevally. Um, but, you know, they're, they're providing plenty of fun. A bit of bread burley or chicken pellet burley tends to pull them up in the holes, and the guys have been getting uh, plenty of them on pearled prawns and um, pilly baits. We've um, we've seen some really, really good flatheads starting to uh, turn up. So now... Well, we're officially in spring now, aren't we? Two days we're into spring, so uh, the the flathead should only just get better now, right through to October, November. Um, but yeah, plenty of fish in the 50 centimetre mark to take, and they, they're the prime eaters that are out there, guys. So um, all in all, in the rivers and and the, and the lakes, the flathead are good. The the, the temperatures rising, so there's uh, whiting catches starting to be a bit more. Uh, predominant now, instead of getting the ones and twos, there's sixes and sevens uh, being made in the catch. And uh, although no stud fish, there's plenty in that 34 to 35 centimetre range, but it won't be long before we start seeing some 39s and 40s, I'd say. So that's pretty much it, I'd say, in the fishing report. That sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Um, and it's only going to get better as we go. Progress towards uh, Christmas time. Fishing's only going to get better. It's funny because it hasn't been that bad throughout winter, has it? So you know, people have been out there catching and catching good-sized fishes, and we know that uh, as you lead into spring and, and get closer to summer, it gets better and better. So I think we all have to be pretty happy with how things have gone, Pete. Well, yeah, I am. The only thing I'm dis- uh, not disappointed is a bit worried about is. Man, oh, man, the whale's heading south. Like we had a very, very close call. Uh, yes, yeah. I saw that on your... I saw that. That was very close. Did you see it, Al? Yeah, I did see it, yeah. Lucky. Now, I, uh, well, Al and, and Grant, to be honest, after I put the phone on to get moving, probably three or four seconds after I stopped filming that, one of them breached about 20 metres away from the boat, 20 to 25 metres. Yeah. And, like, he came in. We got wet with the spray. <laughs> wow. Now, I don't, know, I don't know where the second one was because, as you could see in that video footage, there were two of them breaching at the same time. Um, I start, When I started my motor out, I revved it up in neutral just to put some sound in the water. Yeah. Um, I think that acted like a homing beacon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, oh man, that was uh, almost a new pair of pants moment, please. You know. Yeah. Now, now, Grant, I was gonna, I was gonna put that up on the on the high tide page, but there's the f bomb in it. Look, mate, I I think anybody that uh, watched that would would forgive you for that. Maybe we just put it up with a warning, but I've got no problem with it, my friend. Yeah, well, I was going to say, can you pull it and drop the sound? But, yeah, I'll put it up and I'll just say, you know, um, the naughty word content. Yeah, naughty word content. Yeah, but, um, yeah like, we watch these things come and, 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 you know, five minutes before I filmed that video, <laughs> there they were, you know. We said, oh, they're having a wonderful time, you know. And I said, oh, yeah, no, they're packing. They'll go to the inside of us. Yeah, got that wrong, nah. didn't I? <laughs> 
they turned about 15 degrees to come straight at us, and I'm going, uh, should we get out of here, Paul? He said, yeah, it might be nice to go over in that direction there too late. The Yamaha fans, they wanted to come over the Yamaha. Well, you know, we thought they were looking for Dory. (laughs) Might have been Maritime just coming to check to make sure that you had all your safety gear too. Wouldn't have mattered, mate. All the safety gear in the world's not going to save you if you get 16. (laughs) (laughs) I've got plenty of it. It's all in the water at the moment. PJ, thanks very much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you tomorrow morning. All right, yeah, and I'll um, I'll put that uh, video up on the page in. And if you do go okay. and watch the video, be 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 wary, as PJ said. There's naughty words in it. We'll take a we'll take a break and be back with more on the other side of this. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. But of course, for many, the key question I believe is this: What difference will a voice to Parliament achieve in improving the lives of Indigenous Australians? Could somebody tell me? I don't think anybody's been able to properly address that. These Clearfell developments that they do out in our area—they do not leave a shrub, a tree, a blade of grass. They clear it as clean as a whistle. And they put up houses on blocks that are so small when they say re-green the area. There is no room. There's not even room for a hill hoist in the backyard, let alone plant a tree. Yesterday I was washing my car with my son and he said, Hey, Dad, couldn't you use a sponge? (laughs) The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Looking for innovative appliances designed with the environment in mind? Then look no further. For over 110 years, Whirlpool has been a leader in kitchen and laundry appliances. Using patented Sixth Sense technology, Whirlpool guarantees outstanding results while saving precious time and energy. Forgot to wash the kids' muddy sports gear in time for the weekend? With a Whirlpool washer and dryer, they'll be perfectly washed and dried just in time for kickoff. So, have you got a Whirlpool? Visit whirlpool.com.au. People who take Arbor Vitae Joint Health for their arthritis and other aches and pains are absolutely raving about it. People like Tracy. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain. No stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300 879 863. Every mine eventually comes to an end, but the use of the land never should. It's why Glencore is a leader in mine rehabilitation in Australia, working to return Glencore coal mines to native forests and usable farmland. We do this because we believe it's the responsible thing to do. To learn more, visit glencore.com.au. Glencore, advancing everyday life. After the big game, every sports fan deserves to kick back and relax. And what better way to do that than with a mattress from OMF? Get ready to unwind in style with the ultimate in comfort and relaxation. So, what are you waiting for? Head on over to OMF and check out their game-changing range of mattresses. Shop online or at over 50 locations nationwide, 100% Australian designed and owned. Where comfort meets sport. Listen to 2SM online. 
2smsupernetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Welcome back to the program. Currently looking at 12 knots, uh, just sitting off the coast at the moment, coming in from the west, relative humidity 77% and not a bad day, especially... Alan, if you're going to do a little bit of estuary fishing. Yes, it'll be good for that. Now, I tell you what, why don't you buy a new station boat to be able to do that as well? well I would love to be able to there do that. Go. And we'll, if you mention high tide, station boat motor trailer package, yeah. free 12 months Club Marine insurance. Nice. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good little kick along. Oh, it is, but also you definitely want to have it insured, especially <laughs> if you're doing something like Peter Sayan heading off with <laughs> And actually, if you're doing that sort of thing, there's lots of regulations in in so far as how far you're travelling on it, what you're doing, uh, customs, immigration, all sorts of things. It's yeah. not just a and insurance ways if you're going well, higher more than, than two hundred and fifty nautical, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's, so there's all sorts of things to consider as well along the way. Yes. Now it's been about nav lights before with uh, safety and making sure which ones you've got. If you're not sure, go and speak to your marine dealer or get, get the maritime book downloaded off the web, and it'll show you. What angles they are, and they've got to be put on the right way. Otherwise, it's it's not it's safe. pointless. Yeah, that's right. So please do that. The other thing, Peter, come up with a good thing: communication. It's an interesting point of view. How much has changed? I remember seeing the Starlinks first off last year on the boats at Hamilton. I thought. I could use that. Yeah, I think something. And we put on the boat for the Tasmania trip. Just amazing. All the way across Bass Strait communications. Mm. And Pete's got it on his now with a new one for Maritime that it's worldwide. And and it is going to get cheaper in time. And I suppose the the logical comment is okay, it's not that cheap at the moment for the average layperson, but what's your safety worth? But hang on, if you're doing long trips on a boat, yep. the cost factor is minimal compared to what you're paying for dial-up speed on satellite gear type of thing. The old sat ones, they were dial-up speed. Yeah. The three three or four kbit, kilobits a second type of thing, not megabits, yep. kilobits a second. Yep. So uh, they're definitely worth uh, getting. And speaking of safety, in just a moment, we're going to catch up with Marine Rescue New South Wales, the Illawarra Zone Deputy Operations Manager. Stuart Massey's going to join us. We'll do that straight after the break. Okay. Every weekend, 2SM has Sydney talking. Join Pete Davis Saturday morning from 7. Do you think there may be some sort of leadership challenge to Scott Morrison before the next federal election? I I think it probably would be political suicide. Join Dave Cochran Sunday afternoons. Do you Um, feel an interpretation can be made now from this state level, from the by-elections, to possibly a federal level? I will dread an Albanese ALP government. 2SM has Sydney talking. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian credit licence number 392182. When it comes to the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel may assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff, Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveallcollection.com.au or phone Ray, 0406-671359. This is the sound of David finding a bargain on his car insurance. Woohoo! 
this is the sound of what that bargain may cost David in the long run. That's right, that's the sound of bargain regret, which can be very expensive. Worried about cheap insurance? Who offers great value cover you won't regret? Amy does. Before buying insurance issued by Amy, read the PDS at amy.com.au and consider whether it's right for you. TMD also available. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Weddings and other group functions are par for the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. In their beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking the picturesque 18th Green, Twin Creeks can create an event for you your family and friends will really enjoy. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks friendly function staff on 9670 Double eight. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Uh, welcome back to High Tide. Let's go straight to Marine Rescue. We've got uh, Zone Deputy or Duty Operations Manager Stuart Massey online. Morning, Stuart. Good morning. How are we today? We're very good. Now, timely, you want to speak about the whales heading south this morning. Peter Johnson, who's involved with the show, has posted some stuff on our Facebook page where they nearly had a whale come in the boat the other day when they were out fishing. Oh, those things have happened so many times, it's ridiculous. And I guess it's um, it's just one of those things. We just need to be aware that the whales are all heading south and keep our distance is probably the biggest uh, bit of advice I'd give to people. Um, you know, and there are restrictions on how far you can get in close to them as well. 100 metres off a whale or 300 if it's got a calf with it. Now, do the whales know they've got to keep 100 metres away from the boat? Well, this is true. Uh, no, they don't. So sometimes they do pop up <laughs> next to boats. We have that happen every yeah. so often. And it's just, you know, just property neutral. Uh, we don't want to cause any yeah. damage to any of the whales and just uh, enjoy the show. Yeah, that's the way to go. Now, I see the uh, Premier was commissioned one of your new marine rescue uh, boats this week. Yeah, we had um, the Premier down on the far south coast in Marimbula earlier uh, on this week. Uh, we've got two new rescue vessels down there, uh, a 10-metre Niad and a 6.3 split console Niad, I think it is. Yeah, yeah and it was down there to um, yeah to commission the vessels. And uh, we'll also, I guess, while we we're there, we got a new wharf down there, so we'll, you know, we'll get him to do that as well. And Stuart, uh, Blake's Marine, I've got a big special on uh, Statesome uh, outboards, uh, not at <laughs> outboards, but full boats at the moment. So people will want to get their boat licence, and you guys do take care of that as well, as well as radio licences as well through Marine Rescue. Yeah, we do. We've got a number of units across the state that run uh, boat licences as well as the uh, VHF radio licences. And it's a, it's a bit of fundraising for our units as well, that you know we can help people out and uh, also uh, keep the lights on and uh, fuel in the boat as well. Well, you've got to pay to do them, so you may as well uh, kick the tins of marine rescue in my book. Oh, that's an easy, that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah abs- absolutely as well. And you can imagine, like our guys are on the water all the time, and there's uh, a few little 
extra bits and pieces that they can throw in and just go, hey, just be aware of this, yeah. be aware of that as well. So, you know, you get uh, get some tips right from the source. Okay, so if someone wants to get involved with Marine Rescue or book in for a licence or a radio, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, website's the best way. They can go on to marinerescuensw.com.au and they'll find a section there that just has public boating and radio courses. Click on that and it'll take the links will take you straight to the uh, calendar and they can just book straight in there. Okay. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Much appreciated, and keep up the great work that Marine Rescue do. No, I appreciate your support there as well, and uh, stay safe on the water. We'll talk again soon. Okay, bye.